Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome, and thanks for joining in with us. Now, I'm sure you're like me in wanting to get to the next level in your business. And I love podcasts like this because it really gets me to understand how the super successful think. I call them elite entrepreneurs, as you know. Now, we all know these words like success, abundance, affluence, and we think we know what it takes to get there. And most of the time, it's a very long process to get there, full of failures and Roadblock and roadblocks much too often. I don't even like to say that name roadblocks. Ah, we don't want roadblocks. Now, if you're nodding your head on what I'm saying, then this interview is specifically for you. We're going to talk about how to drive success with Anna Marie Dobbins. And while we're at it, this is all about helping you and your friends. They're very important to us. We want to help you turn your vision into reality. We want to help you get very successful at growing your business to a high sustainable level. And we're going to help you turn into an elite entrepreneur. Now meet Anna Marie Dobbins. She's a Hallmark and Lifetime leading actress. You know her from movies such as, well, Footloose, Being Mary Jane. And are you ready for this? She's filmed over 15 movies in just two and a half years. And she has an award-winning handbag collection called Ofero. If I'm saying that right, I think that says it all. She's going to tell us a little bit more about that and everything else. Let's get into it. Hi, Anna Marie. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Thanks for having me. Anna Marie, we're all looking forward to learning how to drive success. And again, 15 movies filmed over in just two and a half years. That's like, that's like insane. So let's kind of go back. How did it all start for you? What's your backstory? Yeah. Um, so I actually started as a dancer. Um, my mom did Broadway. So I was kind of born and bred a dancer. She opened up a dance studio. So that kind of, you know, piqued my interest for the love of the stage of performing. And then around the age of 13 is when I started acting. And I am originally from Alabama. So I, I just started kind of locally with a local small agency. We just did commercials and some print work and and I, I got hooked. And so I just started building my resume, resume locally. Um, and then I went to Atlanta, which was just about a two and a half hour drive. So it was easy to commute back and forth for auditions, got an agent there. And then that's actually where I filmed my first film, Footloose, was in Atlanta. Um, and of course, I was, you know, being on a big movie set and meeting stars like Julianne Huff. Um, I, I just was like, this is where I need to be. This is what I want to do. Um, so then I started going out to Los Angeles and I would live in LA during, at the time, what they called pilot seasons. So there's two seasons. There's pilot season, which is all the new shows coming out. And there's episodic season, which is all the shows that are currently on where you could have a guest star or a co-star role, which is usually in the fall. And then pilot season is in the spring. It's a little different nowadays with streaming um, because everything's shooting at all different times with Netflix and Hulu. But that's what it was back in the day. And so everyone would go um, and you would stay in pilot seasons. And so we would go and stay with my mom or my dad for a couple months at a time. And I just kind of started building my resume that way and got an, uh, a Los Angeles agent. So, um, so yeah, it just, it kind of sparked and snowballed that way. I actually went back to Alabama and got my de degree. Wow. Well, I can't talk today. Degree in dance. <laughs> 
uh, graduated from Birmingham Southern and then moved out to LA full time. And I've been out here now 10 years. So that's kind of in a quick version of how everything started. But yeah, it started with thankfully my, my parents and my dad was a drummer as well. So both of my parents were in the industry and they understood it and they encouraged it. And it's not always easy if you don't have that kind of backstory. Um, it's a little bit more challenging, but they were so gun ho and so excited for me to do this. So that really helped. It's really quite something. And you've gone more, or if I'm saying that correctly, and and we're having a day where we can't talk too well, but at least we're communicating <laughs> with our hands. That's the Italian thing. So that'll just see <laughs> us through. I know someone who was a leading lady in a movie. She, I, I only think she did one movie. And then she went on to something else. There's there's people, and I've run into others, you know, they're, they're trying to make it in, in the movies. They'll do something, they'll do a couple of some things, but they don't stick with it. It doesn't, it doesn't go, it doesn't go far. You've, you're, you're the success story in this. You've, you, you keep going at it. You made a business out of being an actress. And at some point, besides the one off here and there, you knew it was going to work for you. You knew, Hey, this is my life. This is where I'm going. I like to talk about how did that vision evolve for you? Yeah, that's a really good question. And this industry is not for the faint of heart. As you can imagine, you get a lot more no's than you get yeses. And, and especially as a kid growing up and, you know, going into an audition room and having the casting director, you know, say, thank you, have a nice day, or you're not right for the part or whatever it is. It's just hard as a kid kind of growing up, but I was raised to have thick skin and to keep going and to never take no for an answer and to keep, you know, training and to get out there more. Um, so I'm very thankful that I had that kind of upbringing to really push me along. And a lot of times it just takes time. It just takes that one casting director or agent to really believe in you um, that wants to cast you. And then it kind of snowballs from there. And that's kind of what happened. You were talking about um, the past two years, the 15 films, nine, nine times out of 10, it was from relationships I had built on other sets. And so they were a lot of them were direct offers because either I built a relationship with a casting director and they were, you know, pitching me for other films or the directors, he was now directing another film and he was like, I want Anna Marie in this one. So um, a lot of times it's, it is that saying of it's who, you know, and it's building those relationships and those just take time. So, yeah. Well, that's really interesting that you, you pursued it. And I, I think that deep down there is, is a strong purpose that you, that made you continue not burn out and just keep at it. So let me ask you point blank. Why are you doing it? What's the reason for this? It's hard to say it's just one answer. Why am I doing this? I love it. Just to, the, being on set. There's no other high like it for me being able to embody different characters and bring either someone a, a true story to life or something I created. It's just a creative process. It's like an itch. You can't scratch. You can't really understand it, but when you're there, it's just any job you love. you you know, you're meant to be there when you're doing it. And I just, I, I don't dread those days. We were, we work long days. It's like 12 hour days. Um, it could be overnights. So it could be 4 PM to 4 AM shoots. Like they're pretty rigorous schedules. But when you love it, you love it. And that's something I tell people is like, if you love this, just don't give up. Just keep going, keep pushing at it because at one day it will click. And it, whether that's, you know, you're, you're training now with a new acting coach and they've gotten you out of your old acting habits and now they're pushing to the next level or it's just, you're amazing. And it just takes that one person to see that in you. It just takes time sometimes. And that's okay. 
Anna Marie, we're no strangers to the fact that purpose drives things that, and for you, I'm, it, it seems like there's this strong love for it. And it, and I'm sure there's nothing about the money in this. Like you, if you were doing it for the money, I think there would be a burnout, but you do it because you love it, you know, and what is it about acting that you feel is so important to you, to your very fiber? Yeah, if I were doing this for the money, I would be out a long time ago because <laughs> you, you work for a long time and the money is, is for the hours that you put in and things like that, it doesn't always add up, right? It would it would cost a lot. It costs a lot more money than what you get paid at the end of the day. Um, but the money can be great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but why why do I do it? What, what? Sorry, now I got off track about the money. What what was the question again? Well, <laughs> I, I, I was that, no no worries. That's okay. This is yeah. uh, this is just that kind of day. Yeah. When we when we do things for money, I see a lot of burnout. But when we do something, yes. we get up out of bed every day because we love it. Yeah, let the money come, but we just love doing it. It yes. makes us feel good. It makes us feel where we're connecting with where we're going in life. There's yeah. that. There's that little something there. I shouldn't call it a little. There's that. It's that purpose. And I just kind of wanted to uh, to talk about that. That just drives you so much to do what you're doing. Yeah, the purpose. Um, I think for me, I think it, it changes. I think my purpose, depending um it can be depending on the role. A lot of times um, I can get a role that I I. I feel like I, I have this obligation to tell the specific story of how some people are just misunderstood. And that one of my favorite roles to play is the antagonist um, or the villain, um, because those are the ones that usually are the most complex and you have to have that soft side for them. Like, you know, why are, why are they the way they are? Why are they killing all these people? You know, there's a backside to the story. And I think it's so fascinating. I love human psychology. Um, so to take every role and um, to put your heart into it and to find the reason why that person ticks the way they tick, I think that's one of the cool things of acting that you get to kind of bring to life. We're talking about how to drive success with Anna Marie Dobbins. And you can find her on Instagram. That's A-N-N-A-M-A-R-I-E-D-O-B-B-I-N-S on Instagram, Anna Marie Dobbins. Anna, let's get a little bit more into the vision path here and some of the things that you're doing. As we've just talked about a little bit here, you filmed over 15 movies in two and a half years. Top actors do a film. Maybe they're in two films a year. What? You're such a beast in this area. Are you, are you going to keep going? Are you because you can just take a break whenever you want. But do you have like a, a huge more, a list more to do or what's what's this kind of future looking for you on this? Yeah, I not being busy scares me and it's hard for me. I, I, you know, it, this is very common for a lot of people. I feel when you in between work, it's when is the next thing going to happen? Um, and I, I, I constantly strive for that. I'm striving for what's next and what I want to do and what's better and what's next on my on my checklist of what what I want to do. Um, so so yeah, there's always something to to strive for. And like you said, I I have been very fortunate, and I filmed all uh, all of those films in the past two and a half years have been not only just filming but during COVID, which was a kind of a crazy time to film. And the mindset of being on set during COVID is a totally different beast. Not only Right when you're on set, I say it's like a, 
like a summer camp. You're getting to know all these people really fast because you're filming some films we shoot in as quick as two weeks. Some could be a month, some could be two. So it just depends on the film, but you're getting to know these people because you're with them 12 hours every single day. And a lot of times on location. And so you're all staying in the same hotel or things like that. And so when you're filming during COVID and you have to have this distance, it was, it was crazy. It was, you're getting tested every day. You have to build this chemistry with your husband and your love interest on set and you can't even talk to them. You have to have a mask on. So there was a lot of challenges in that, um, you know, that I had to kind of work through and kind of retrain my brain from what I, what I was used to. And a lot of actors, um, had to deal with that and directors too. A lot of it's very, it's a very personal and it needs to be engaging type of, um, type of work. And when you have the COVID aspect and everyone's nervous and everyone's pulled apart, how do you build that chemistry? And so it was just, you had to retrain your brain in a lot of different ways. And, um, yeah, it was scary at times because we'd actually, one of our sets did get shut down for a couple of weeks, um, because someone had COVID. And so then it's just more expensive for productions as well to take that risk to film. And then when you do get shut down, they're paying, you know, everybody to stay there until everybody's out of quarantine. So, um, yeah, that was a whole nother beast in itself as well. Anna Marie, was there, was that, um, you just, did you glide through that or did, was that a significant turning point in your career? And, or was there, let's, let's kind of redo this. What would you say was the turning point in your career? Was it, was it the COVID? Was it, was it running that way? You know, everybody apart, uh, the challenges are, are like astronomical on that. Yeah. You know, I do think so. I think COVID actually did change my gears a lot. Um, and I think it's because it's a time that we all thought we weren't going to work for a while, especially us in entertainment. I mean, we didn't, I didn't perceive films being made for a long time because it's such, because it is such a close thing. Now everyone adapted and we're able to figure it out in a, in a way, but I think you had to change your gears and be like, how else can I be creative? Can I write? Can I produce? Can I direct? What can I do for myself to still, you know, to fill that creative energy? And um, yeah, it, it sparked a lot new, a lot of new interests. I'm actually uh, started producing as well. I'm working on a producing a, a show. So that's something I feel like I would have never done if COVID didn't happen. Um, so that everybody, I feel like is, is thankful in some ways that we had that time to kind of stop and reboot our lives. And I think it did push us um, in, in ways we never thought we would. I never thought I was going to actually produce. And I'm really excited about being on you know, the other side of the camera and doing kind of the, the behind the scenes stuff. Anna Marie, we're talking about how to drive success. And I'm going to ask a couple of pointed questions to just really get into this drive that you have to just be so successful. Let's start here. Let's talk about what was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? It's interesting failure because for everybody, some people see it as, as a setback and I, I, I take a failure it, and don't get me wrong. <laughs> me for a day or two, I could be really bummed out on not getting a role or whatever people perceive as failure. But I always come out on the other side and I feel like most people do. If you have that perseverant um, mindset and one of the hardest things I ever went through in, in, in the industry, I won't talk about which film it was, but I did a film 
I filmed it. I got invited to the premiere. I was so excited. It was my first red carpet to come out to LA. I was living in Alabama at the time. My mom came with me, um, we did the red carpet. We sit in the theater and I had a small role. My role got cut. Oh, oh no. They and I was, I was so upset and what they didn't tell me. I was like, can you just tell me a little bit before I got, you know, flew all this way, did the carpet, everything. I was so upset and hurt for so long. And I just felt betrayed by the industry that like I had worked so hard to get here and you invited me to come out to the premiere, do the carpet. I acted like I was in the movie and these people were probably like, who are you? <laughs> and to sit through it with my mom and everything. I mean, that would, I mean, can you imagine? I was, I think I was like 15 or 16 at the time. And it was just, it was awful. It was, it was awful, awful, awful. And I think I could have just thrown in the towels and this has happened a couple of different times in this industry, similar scenarios, because at the end of the day, it's business. It could have, it, it could have been just a timing thing. Like they don't, they don't think about you. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, how do you overcome those obstacles or those failures in a way? And I just had to keep going. Cause I just knew like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I just loved my time on set. And it's just, at the end of the day, it's not about you. And I think if you see about the bigger picture and now producing, I see now, you know, it's the little things that I would get so upset about for a casting or things like that is sometimes they, it's not about you. You could be the best actor, but you don't look like the mom and they're trying to, you know, match you with the parent and you could just get so upset over just the little things. So I think it, you know, getting through that and working through what you call a failure <laughs> and just trying to get on the other side, it's hard. It's a hard industry, but it's, it's so rewarding. You sat there for the whole movie and did you, did you realize your, your part was cut? Like when the credits start coming in or just before that, like, where's my scene? Well, I knew it happened at a specific part in the, in the movie. And when it kept not coming, I was like, oh, well, they, like you're saying, I, I thought it was going to keep coming. I think, oh, they just pushed it toward the end. They pushed it. It never came. It just never came. And I wasn't in the credits or anything. Um, so Oh, it was, it was devastating, devastating. Um, and that's, like I said, it's happened a couple different times. There was another one I actually got cast for. It was a huge TV show. One of the leading roles. Um, I was, again, I was living in Alabama, flew out. Um, I was about to start prep for it. And the writers went on strike. I don't know if you remember the writer's strike um, that happened. And so they put the show on hold. And so I was like, okay, right. Whenever this, you know, the writers get out of their strike, I'm going to start filming. This is my first like leading role in a CV and a TV series. And by the point of every time that they got out of strike and they were ready to boot it back up, this was like three or four years later. And I had aged out of the role. So they recast me. Yes. I, I'm telling you, like it, this has happened multiple times and it's just, it is what it is, you know, at the same time, it's just, you just have to move on and <laughs> just keep going. And thankfully now I'm, you know, I can say I'm, I'm working, I'm a working actor. This is what I get paid to do for full time. And it's, it was all worth it, but there was a lot of setbacks and a lot of, a lot of tears. <laughs> and here's where that strong purpose comes in because despite those failures or setbacks, you just kept at it. You could have, you could have literally gone on to do just about anything you wanted, but you stuck with it. So yeah. you've stuck with the industry now, and I'm wondering on driving success, what keeps you going? How about a challenge? Did you have a big challenge that was just almost too much to overcome? Let's talk about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think kind of those those were challenges. A failure is a you know, in a way, is how do you reboot it and turn it into it as a challenge to keep going to overcome that. Um, so those were some examples. Um, talking about the handbag, so I also have a handbag line. One of the challenges for this, so it's an anti-theft handbag line. And anti-theft um, is not a new technology. I think, sorry, I'm, I'm cutting out a little bit. Am I clear for you? You're fine now. Okay. So anti-theft is not a new technology, but what we were doing is we integrated Italian leather, Italian suede into anti-theft features. So that has not been done before. What, one of the setbacks that we have is we also have in our handbags is um, uh, Kevlar lining, which is what they use for like bulletproof vests. And it, so it's slash proof. This stuff is strong. So we could not find a machine with our handbag company that could cut this material. So we had ruined many of machines, thousands, million dollars of equipment, trying to figure out how to cut this material with our handbags. And so we had a lot of setbacks with that. Um, so we ended up having to upgrade all of the machinery and they, they finally found a solution, but that was a challenge that we had to overcome of, do we really want this in our handbags? Because this is costing us so much money to try to figure this out. Um, and once we did, now it's rewarding, but it, it took it took a long time. And we were about ready to throw in the towels with this one because we were like, I, I don't know how you're going to cut this stuff because it's, it's supposed to be uncuttable. It's supposed to be slash proof. That's the point. <laughs> so, so I think that was a challenge with the handbags um, as well. But the, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful line. Um, people, should check it out if they're handbags.com. Um, and we've had the handbag line for about three, three years now. And we're working on our second, our second line right now. Anna Marie, why handbags with everything and anything you could do? What was it about handbags that drew you to this? Here you are acting, you're doing 15 movies every two or so years <laughs> or fi films. Yeah. And now you're into handbags. What, what drove you to, to this to this part, to, to clothing and th that type of stuff. Yeah. I've always, I've always loved fashion and I was trying to figure out how to integrate, you know, how to make it new, how to make it fresh because everybody has a handbag line or a, a clothing line or perfume or something. And I, I wanted to bring something new to the table and I travel a lot. And so when I was tra actually traveling overseas, one of my friends had her handbag stolen off of the back of her chair at lunch. Um, just right off the back of a chair. And I said, that's the number one thing. Women don't do that. Hang your, your handbag on the back of your chair. And so it just, it just started my wheels spinning. And I was like, what can I do? How can I, how can I improve this idea? And so, um, yeah, so like I said, anti-theft handbags, there are a lot on the market, but they're, they're all done and they look like anti-theft handbags. They don't look beautiful. So we wanted to do something that was integrated. So you can't tell. So when you're walking down the street, it, it, it doesn't scream. This is a militant looking handbag. <laughs> we, you know, we wanted to integrate it. So, um, again, it was a challenge. It was something I wanted to do. I, I had this idea for a while. Um, and I wanted to try a new adventure that I hadn't done before and still use that creative energy that I love. So why not? <laughs> there you go. Why not? <laughs> and they're beautiful and you can find them at, on your Instagram page. Yes. Um, with that, and I kind of almost mentioned this in the last question, but you've got your, your work, your life 
if you want to call it your life work as an actress, and then you've got your handbags, and then you've got your personal life. How do you balance everything if you're doing so many films all the time? Yeah, it, it, it's a balance. It's exactly that. It's trying to find the balance in there. And thank, another thankful thing from COVID is with the acting world, everything now is self-tape. Like right now we're doing the, you know, Zoom, and I'm able to do this with you via Zoom. Um, and so I'm able to travel and see my family more. So that actually had, it actually has opened up a lot of doors to where I don't actually have to be in LA um, like I used to you know, in between films and things like that. I used to not be able to leave because if I, you get an audition, you only have about 24 hours to, to turn around and either go in person or, or put it on tape. But now that everything is, um, is virtual or via Zoom or a self-tape, I am able to see my family. So it actually has opened up a lot of time that I, I wouldn't have in between. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. But at the, yeah, at the end of the day, it is it's a balance and it's not easy and it's not an easy lifestyle. I have a lot of friends who of course are in the nine to five world and they're like, what do you mean? You don't know what you're doing tomorrow. What do you mean? You don't know your schedule in two weeks. And I'm like, I, I don't because I could get a call tomorrow that an audition that I did three weeks ago that they're like, Hey, we need you on set next week. We liked you. Are you ready? And so you just have to kind of have that mentality. And that was hard. That's a hard mentality to have and lifestyle. It's, it's not for everybody, but I think, I think I've mastered it now to where I understand. And when I tell anyone like, Hey, I'm going to, you, you know, I'll be there for your wedding, but they know if I book something, I'm sorry, I might have to miss your wedding. Cause I won't know. I don't know my schedule until usually the week before, or maybe even the day before. So it, it's just an adjustment. Or you'll, uh, you'll attend the wedding uh, via zoom or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you do what you can. You do what you can. <laughs> for, for some, it's an exciting life for some there's, you know, it's, it's not a good life. It's devastating. Uh, yes. We've all heard different things about being an actor, actress, being in the movie industry and so forth, entertainment. What do you think is a common myth or something that people really misunderstand about your profession that perhaps you'd like to set straight? Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. Do I, how can I pick one? <laughs> <laughs> how can I pick one thing? You know, the funny thing that I get asked all the time is, oh, what's, when's your next audition? What can I see you in? What's, what's coming up next? And as I kind of just said, I usually don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to really know. Um, thankfully, I do have three films that are coming out this year. So there's that. But as far as filming wise, I don't have anything right now lined up because I don't know my schedule, because they don't let you know, they, they don't give you that grace. So that's something that's hard um, for everyone to understand. Um, also, one of the most insulting, but people don't realize it. And I don't think they come from a, a harsh place when they say this is, oh, so you're an aspiring actress. That word makes me cringe so much. I'm like, I'm not aspiring. I actually get paid to do this. This is my job just because you might not know me. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. And it's just because it's a conversation they're not used to having. They're not used to knowing someone that has the type of lifestyle I have. So it's just trying to retrain, you know, people's thought about this world um, that not everyone is, you know, a waiter or a server or working at this. Some people do are fortunate enough to you know, use everything and be in this industry as a whole um, and get paid, which I'm very fortunate I'm able to do that. And it wasn't like that for a long time. But now that I am, I am a professional actress. That is what I do full time. I'm not aspiring anymore. I used to be. 
<laughs> well, but it's changing, yeah. Or aspiring to do more more films, maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. I mean, there's all you're always working towards something. But the fact that I'm able to, like I said, I'm able to do this full time. This is my passion. This is my work. Um, yeah. It's just it. People don't know. They don't understand it. It's a different world for sure. There's definitely some common misconceptions about the industry. And and I, I don't think that we know too many people personally that are a full-time or, you know, actor, actress, or have a long career or good steady career. Yeah. It, it doesn't, as I mentioned earlier, it doesn't seem to be something that we're, we're used to. You know, I know someone who's just done one, one movie. Sure. Um, so it's just very, very interesting. But I think that's where the strong purpose comes in. Yeah. And... You and you know how to to drive success. And on that note, we talked a little bit here and there about driving success, keeping at it. And I like really dive a little bit more into it. What else can we say about driving success and 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 winning at it, no matter what? I think I, I think my biggest point is just being persistent. If it's something you love and you want to do just do it until you feel like it's not your purpose anymore. And it, it, sometimes it could take a year and then you're out and that's fine. A lot of people move out to LA and only last out here a year or two. And it's just not for them. They think it is. And then it's not for me. It just made me more hungry. It just made me want it even more. Cause I'm just, I was that close and I had friends that were all in these big shows or working on the time. And I just wanted it and going to, you know, you're rubbing elbows with A-list celebrities all the time, going to the supermarket or things like that. So you just, it's a lot more tangible. And that's why I love living out here. People do ask me because of COVID and because I don't have to live here anymore because I can live anywhere and, and still, you know, self-tape or things like that for auditions. Why do I live here? And I just, I feel the energy from everyone here and the drive that keeps me going for me personally. So I feel like if I, if I were to leave LA, I would not feel that drive as much. I feel like I would, I would get for myself a little bit more complacent and I don't like that. That scares me. I have to keep pushing forward. And I think that's just, you just have to stay consistent. You have to keep training. You have to, you have to stay in acting class. You have to constantly reevaluate your career and see what's not working. Hey, I need new headshots. Hey, I need a new manager. Hey, I need a new agent. It's just as constantly we have to do this for our lives is, is to reevaluate and then access it and keep going. One of the things that some of us like to do when we feel we're getting a little tired, burnout perhaps, but that strong purpose keeps that going, is we have something that we go to, whether it's reading or uh swimming or anything, what, what hobby or routine or habit do you have that just keeps you always fresh and always active, no matter what the industry throws at you? Yeah, I love, so I'm a dancer. I'm a professional dancer as well. So I'll go to a dance class sometimes and let out my energy or work out a yoga Pilates class, anything active. I love that, but also because I'm in the industry of, of movies, I love to just go to a movie, sit in the theater now that we can again. It's one of my favorite things. It's just sitting in a theater, being engulfed with people, the sound, and then having my art right there in front of me. And just, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that actor. It's a new person I didn't know or a new score or a new director I've never seen before. So I think just 
is constantly just pushing yourself physically, staying fit, getting your mind off things, but then also having, you know, your art right in front of you and keep pushing towards that. I think it's very important. I think this is quite something I really, really have understood so much that that drive, that passion that just keeps you going and keeps and keeps you at it, keeps you at it. It's sort of like uh, uh, almost being a terminator in a way of just acting and acting. You mentioned earlier that you produced or you were going to produce. Is that is that a new part of the career now that's unfolding? Are you, are you actually producing? Can we talk about that? Yes, I actually am. I'm working on producing my first show right now. I can't give away too much. We're um, in a couple of uh, negotiations right now, but um, stick around. Uh, hopefully I can share that soon. Um, but yeah, this is, like I said, this is a new avenue for me. I, I don't, I never really knew, even though I had done so many films, I, I didn't know what a producer did because everyone says that they're a producer. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> So now seeing behind the scenes of exactly what a producer does, and there's so many types of producers, there's EPs, there's line producers, there's the producers that just find, you know, locations and sets. Um, there's some that just handle the money. So it's interesting. I just, I want to know everything about this industry from the inside out. And I think that's the best way to learn is to actually put your, you know, put your feet in those shoes um, to, to learn it. And I have, um, yeah, so I started working on as producing a, a show. Um, I'm trying to think of exactly what I can say without giving too much away. <laughs> but um, yeah, it involves one of my passions. And it, it's going to be it's a reality show that involves one of my passions. And it's very inspiring. So yeah, I think that's about as all as I can give right now. It but it's, it's been, right it's been fun. <laughs> but it's been it's been super uh, educational to see it on that side. Um, and, and just to really work behind the scenes and behind the camera and um, get down to the nitty gritty. It's been great. Well, we're looking forward to hearing more about that. And I really appreciate the time that you've taken in the middle of all, all the filming that you're doing and everything else. It's quite something. I really appreciate it. We talked about how to drive success with Anna Marie Dobbins. And again, you can find her on Instagram, Anna Marie Dobbins. Anna Marie, thank you so much for sharing with us today. It really, you know, we're all entrepreneurs and businessmen, and this really gives a great another look at at success and driving success and all the different things that can happen. So I really appreciate you taking the time to spend with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun to share me from the beginning to the, to now. So it, it's, it's a journey, but I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took her vision to reality. We discussed how to drive success with Anna Marie Dobbins. We talked about so many things all over in and out of the film industry. Well, first of all, the key thing is she's filmed over 15 movies in just two and a half years. That sounds insane. You know, top actors do maybe what, one or two movies a year. We talked about what it takes and the purpose behind that drive to make that happen. And we talked about significant turning points in her career, uh, biggest failure she's had, some of the biggest challenges she's run into. We talked about common myths and misconceptions that people have about her profession. And we talked about her very cool handbag collection called Ofero. We talked about how she balances life and work. So let me ask you, what did we discuss that resonated with you? What did you like? Tell us.
And please remember supporting the show with a nice review on Apple Podcasts, and you can access Apple Podcasts from any web or mobile device. Please try and leave a kind review. And of course, very important, please share this with a few friends, all right? Okay, let's use this and let's help you move on your journey to success. Thanks and remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds. And join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.